Thank you for listening to the Poetic Times Truth with Transparency. Let's give a round of applause for our guests. You are being exposed as I take you on a journey into the heart and mind of a poet. I have loved you with an everlasting love, saith the Lord. This day I have drawn thee unto me with loving kindness. I am God. I see your hurts. I know your fears and life uncertainties. That's why I'm here. I desire to bring you to a place of love, joy, peace, and happiness. A place of rest for your weary soul. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. All right, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Times podcast. And today we're going to be talking about when purpose costs you everything. Fulfilling your God-given purpose began first in the heart and mind of God, afterwards in the womb at birth. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 3, it states, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. There are so many people that live and die and never fulfill their purpose. Purpose, as we will see, goes beyond a job. Really, it goes beyond anything we can think or imagine. Inside each and every one of us is a longing for more. You may ask, how can I fill this void or this emptiness in my life? First and foremost, it begins with having a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is of highest importance. Then the real pursuit or journey begin. Purpose has its beginning in God and its ending in God. Outside of those parameters, an individual is lost. In this Christian life, there are sacrifices an individual must be willing to make. We must allow the pruning process of God to get us from point A, which is discovery of what our purpose is, to point B and how we can fulfill our God-giving purpose. We see in the book of Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, Joseph was given a dream from the Lord. And Joseph dreamed the dream, and he told his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about, and made obstinance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obstinance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I, which him being the sun, and thy mother the moon, and thy brethren indeed, come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. We have to be careful when we receive a dream, or even a word from the Lord. Now, God doesn't always speak in an audible voice, and yet he doesn't always speak to us in dreams or vision. But however God chooses to speak to us, we must use wisdom on regards to who we're going to share that information with. Because some people don't always have your best interests in mind, as we can see with Joseph and his brethren and even his father. You know, everything I have found myself experiencing or have gone through 
in my life or going through currently, God never showed it to me in a dream or a vision. Now, years ago, God did share a dream with me, but I won't go into that today. But I want to talk about the death of my baby sister, my aunts, my uncles, my cousin, my father, my mother, our apartment catching on fire, the murder of my brother. Then almost two years later, the death of his only son, who was only 19. Now, all these things happened, but it was not something that was a part of the dream that God had given me. And I believe that if God were to show me that I would have to go through all those things in order for me to fulfill my God-given purpose, then I probably would have never started on the journey at all. And so until we see what God has shown us, then that tells us that we have not fully arrived to our purpose and destiny. So the events you and I have experienced is only a foretaste or a foreshadow of our purpose. So when a baker or a person has a cake in mind, they first envision what it will look like. Then they must gather up all the ingredients to make and bake a cake. So the ingredients only make up a part of the cake, but it's not the cake. It is but it is essential because those ingredients play an important role in the baking process. The box of cake, uh, say, uh, so you have Duncan Hines. You go to the store and you get a box cake or some people even make it from scratch. But nevertheless, you know, you have to gather up all the ingredients. And once you gather up all the ingredients, it's still not a cake until you actually Mix the ingredients and put it through the baking process. And so what I find myself and who you maybe find yourself also is that you're in a or we're in a baking process right now. And as we continue to yield to the fires of life, however, they may come good or bad or indifferent or whatsoever. Eventually, the cake that God is making is going to come out the way that he desires it to be. So in other words. What you and I have experienced or currently experiencing is essential because it plays a key role into or for our purpose. But keep in mind, it in itself is not the purpose. It's just these uh, trials and tribulations that help us uh, when we find ourselves going through these fires and building our character, a character that once is tried in the fire will come forth like pure gold. That's why it's important that when we find ourselves in life, going through our life on a daily basis, whatever it may be, work, home, children, marriage, whatever, you know, we have to make sure that we keep ourselves wet in the potter's hand. One thing about a potter, they don't just grab a vase or a particular item that has already been made. You know, they generally will grab a, a slab of clay and they wet it and then they begin to form whatever they had in mind to make. But they just don't take something that's already made. They take something that has not been made yet and form it and into what it, they want it to be or become or what it what it looks like. The great thing about being wet in the potter's hand is that that potter can shape and mold you the way he wants you to become. That's the same thing about, you know, and when I say potter, 
I'm talking about the father in heaven. When we stay wet, when we stay moldable, when we stay, uh, when we find ourselves walking in humility and obedience to the word of God and not find ourselves complaining or giving up, but continually to seek his face on a daily basis, we find ourselves being moldable so that God can shape us and make us into that desired result that he had for us even before, you know, the foundations of the world. So I want to encourage you to check out the poeticTimes.com. You'll find a list of our other uh, broadcast shows that we've done. Uh, we're pretty much on any platform out there. So if you've got an Apple device or Android device, uh, you'll be able to find us on any one of the uh, Google, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, podcast uh, shows. But I know uh, Google just started doing it. And also we've submitted a uh, link to be uh, on the Amazon platform. But we do appreciate you uh, checking us out. You can also go to Amazon.com and check out the book by G.T. Lasseter, Expose a Journey into the Heart and Mind of a Poet. That particular book is in Kindle format, paperback and also audiobook. And uh, please visit our links in the show notes and, and check them out. And we just thank you for your time and praying God's best for you and have a great day, evening. Thank you. Cheers.